I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. In a world where very few people embrace their global identity and seek to understand their neighbors, cross-cultural expert Tayo Roxon is on a mission to bridge this divide. Each week, he'll open your mind with insights from some of the global minds in the world. Get ready, take some notes, and learn how to be the best you that you can be. Welcome everybody to another episode of As Told by Nomads. Today's episode is with Simka Gluck. Simka is a keynote speaker and global trainer who has been running successful companies since age 20. He moved to the startup nation of Israel from New York about a decade ago, and has spent the past five years as the co-founder and chief fund officer of Fresh Biz. With over 10,000 hours of personal and professional development, Simka is the author of the book, The New Entrepreneurs, Changing the Way You Play Life, published by Wiley's, and was the radio show host of Innovation. Really, really excited to talk to you, Simka, as we're going to talk about your passion for traveling and educating people all over the world, as well as FreshBiz. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks so much for having me, Tayo. The pleasure is mine. So you started, you know, when you were 20. I'm just curious if you could give us sort of this timeline that led you down this path to FreshBiz and moving from New York to Israel and just being this amazing fun officer that you are. <laughs> thanks so much. Um, yeah, I, I, I grew up in New York and, uh, you know, I went to uh, elementary school, high school, Queens College. I did the sort of the normal path, but um, I had I had really amazing parents that really allowed uh, for different interesting business opportunities for me. So I'd go with them, for example, to the Javits Center to go check out all these new products and possibilities for uh, for um, different different marketing things that my dad would try in the newspapers back then, placing you know magazines ads or or newspaper ads. I I, I sold uh, yo-yo balloons in Central Park every single Sunday for for about a year and a half. You know, so my parents really let me poke the box a little bit and really try out sort of different entrepreneurial experiences. And um, it was it was when I was in college that I went up. Actually, I finished college. I got my basically my first job. It was the only job I really ever had, and that was working with my uncle. Um, doing doing uh, financial like credit repair and mortgages, but I pretty quickly left that to go really do my own thing. And you ever hear of uh, Cutco Knives Vector Marketing that markets uh, direct sales Cutco products? Absolutely. So my wife and I basically um, basically spent about two years as sales reps uh, doing in home presentations, selling selling Cutco the way that people almost sell Tupperware. 
And um, we got such a good experience. We got college credit for it. We made more money than our friends could even dream of at such a young age that when we graduated, we wound up opening the New York City office for the company. And we spent the next three years basically you know, re recruiting, managing, and training about 500 college student sales reps every single year. So that was like a really good, solid foundation in my life for a lot of the skills that I sort of have, have developed and have grown. Uh, just a crazy, wacky experience, you know? Yeah, no, that sounds that sounds incredible. So then you sort of did that, and then you, you what? How did you leave Cutco, and what was the next thing for you? Yeah, sure. You know what it was? It was it was in that world. Um, I really, it was a world that was all about professional development. How could we be better salespeople? How could we, we be better closers? How could we, you know, uh, improve our numbers and 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 make more and close more deals and negotiate better? It was that whole world, and I had never before done self-development, like for the sake of developing myself, not as just someone to close a deal or make a sale, but to actually really work on myself. And I'll never, I'll never forget. It was one of the, uh, you know, one of the managers basically that said to my wife and I said to Rachel and I, wow, you know, we did this incredible transformational workshop. You got to go do it. It's going to change your life. You'll probably make more money. And, you know, back then as people in New York city, all about status and prestige and things like that in the sales world, we're like, we'll do anything if we'll make more money. So we, so we did this <laughs> weekend transfer transformational workshop and um man tayo that thing was so life-changing it was my wife and i were so blown away like literally head over heels that we went up doing an entire curriculum and pretty much almost every course that they had and we actually had our biggest year ever we wound up breaking a million dollars in sales and it was you know there was a lot of incredible achievements but we actually got our life. We got our relationship. We got our clarity. We understood what presence was and to be mindful mm. and to do do things because we choose them from a place of power, not just because that's how people do things and that's how we've been raised and doing things to do things and getting ready to get ready and all that stuff. And it was really out of that that pretty much birthed the idea for me and Rachel to move to Israel, to the startup nation, you know, just to go back to our Jewish roots. You know, I have um, my grandparents were both like seven generations of righteous people that were born in Jerusalem, literally hundreds of years ago. So I felt it really deeply in my in my being. And pretty much within about a year, we wound up uh, selling our house, our cars, our business, our office, closing everything down, and literally picking up to the startup nation of Israel. That was 10 years ago. And we just looked up, we're like, all right, let's see what's next. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it's been a journey. Uh, no, so, so that journey is taking you to, to Israel. When you say startup nation of Israel, can you, can you describe what that is for people that might not know? Yeah, sure. So a great, great book that came out by Saul Singer probably about 10 years ago called The Startup Nation. And since then, that term has really caught on around the whole world. Israel is a startup nation because they have more startups per capita than anywhere else in the entire world. Hmm. So um, being part of this culture, of this ecosystem of just entrepreneurial spirited people, there's a, there's a force, there's a power. And it's palpable over here. And it's just, I mean, it's just, it's absolutely breathtaking and spectacular. All the, all the technology, all the, I mean, literally, you know, California has a crazy drought right now. So they bring in Israel technology to desalinate their water to make the ocean available for them for drinking. And then you have people that are like literally creating, I mean, the, 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 the world over here is so, and it's so small. So it's like really a way to almost, uh, almost by association, just pick up this entrepreneurial vibe or spirit. It's yeah. really, uh, really palpable over here. Yeah. On that note, I mean, you talk a lot about entrepreneurial thinking. In fact, you've said that entrepreneurial thinking is the number one skill that companies um, need to offer. Can you, can you expand on that? 
Yeah, sure. So um, six years ago when, when we started FreshBiz, which is really a game-based training company that trains people and develops entrepreneurial thinking skills inside of people through business simulations that go really deep, um, six years ago was very early for the world of people talking about entrepreneurial thinking other than really entrepreneurs okay, and small business owners because typically the way that the dictionaries and people tend to define entrepreneurship is starting businesses. So it was interesting because, you know, it was almost like at the very beginning about six years ago that businesses or corporations were nervous to have us go into their leadership or to their executives and run our entrepreneurial game-based training because they were nervous that they were, we were going to inspire their employees to just get up and go start their own businesses, yeah. right? <laughs> but it, it's, it's so funny. Uh, it doesn't work like that. You know, there's d definitely nothing wrong with being an employee, nothing wrong with being an entrepreneur, just as long as you're living your passion and your mission, whatever you're doing. But for us and for the whole thing that we were bringing was the entrepreneurial spirit, what it means to be really, really good at turning ideas into reality by being able to be resourceful, by being able to leverage and be creative and be daring and bold. And what's happened, and this has been a big sh shift, and thank God why we really taken off in the past couple of years is because companies now, the really innovative companies, I mean have been looking around at the whole startup ecosystem around the world and the accelerators and the incubators and all the incredible things that are happening there that they said, holy goodness, how do we tap the entrepreneurial spirit and embed that into our employees? How do we do that? Because probably if we do that, it'll really unlock our employees. And the truth of the matter is, you know, right now it's a big issue. Like, Ty, I don't know, you know, I'm sure you do a whole bunch of reading, so you see what I see, which is, that according to statistics across the spectrum, 80% of employees now at big companies are disengaged. They, they just show up to show up. They're not exactly. even clear why they're there. Yeah. And, the, and the sad part is that they, man, you know, they mirror the management. Basically, 80% of managers are disengaged. So it's this sort of this massive, you know, this massive, uninspired corporate world out there that's just dying for something fresh, for something young, for something passionate. And that's why they really want to tap a, a lot of what they feel is inside of the entrepreneurship or the entrepreneurial uh, spirited people. And um, it's been really beautiful watching watching companies really look for innovative solutions. That we're definitely part of the spectrum for sure of innovative solutions to come into companies and bring that spirit. But it's uh, that's really what we mean by entrepreneurial thinking. It's 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 really developing the right skills and tools and mindset. That'll have you view life as the ultimate game and knowing that you can absolutely win it because you have more than enough to be able to succeed at it. Yeah, it's funny. I just had um, uh, Tom Billy, who's the co-founder of Quest Nutrition. We were talking about this mindset because I, I am also a – I describe myself as a company culture designer. Essentially, my business partner and I, we go into companies and we help them create uh, an inclusive work culture that allows them to leverage their diversity and also tap into that innovative skills. And a lot of beautiful, yeah. And but a lot of that is what you're saying is entrepreneurial mindset. I, I think the higher ups have had that fear that they'll train people who would leave, and that would cause them to not be able to retain, and that it costs three times as much to replace someone that you retained. But where they fail to see the the benefit is that it actually drives innovation within their company, it makes them more excited about everything they do, and it also, by extension, um, improves the the employer brand that they have. And, and that does enough to feed people to come into the company because their friends are saying, you should come work here. You're fully yourself here. They give you the opportunity to, to be empowered. And I'm recommending this to all my friends. And that's just like a whole pipeline 
of people that you don't have to spend money recruiting. But I, exactly, I yeah, but people don't do that. So that, I, I love that you're doing that, and I'm sure you know the way that you, you do it with your workshops and training is, is definitely um, inter- interesting because it's you know you you leverage the power of game based learning, and I I would love to know more about that. How do you do that? Yeah, sure. So I'll just tell you a few things. Look, you know, just very, very upfront, right? If you went into any accelerator program out there, if you went into any company and you basically said, hey, um, is it important for your team to be more collaborative? Like, would that be a good skill set? They go, oh my God, are you kidding me? That We're, we're dying for our people to have co- collaboration skills. You go, would it be cool if your company got more innovative and people were more creative with coming up with solutions? Would that be important to you? Yeah, it's so important to me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but there's a very big difference between talking about something and between actually embedding it into your muscle memory. And the power of game-based learning, you know, the fresh biz game that my partner Ronen Goffney spent five years iterating and creating, literally over five years he developed this incredible game. And he did it just really, just because, you know, he, he thought it would be a really fun game to, to play. And people played it and they came out with real insights from applying some of these principles in their business and in their life. And that had us tr- turn into a training company. And it's interesting because, you know, remember we were talking about collaboration, innovation, creativity. Is it important? It's really important. But here's the deal. If you're running a company, so what do you do? You walk into them and go, hey, guys, we need to be more innovative and creative. So get on top of that. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, ha- how, do, how, how do you develop the skills and the tools and the mindset to actually do that? So the Fresh Biz game is a, is a game-based business simulation. Um, and... Basically, we, um, it's a very multidimensional game. It's a game that's a time-based game. So it's not one of these zero-sum games where it's about you having to destroy everybody, where you develop the skills of destroying people, uh, which we no longer need in the new shared economy. It's a collaborative multidimensional game where it's all about expanding the pie. And it's all about you, know, you, you hitting your mission, of course, getting to what we call the new island in the game. But while you're doing that, what happens is there's so many different scenarios scenarios, Tayo, there's so many different strategies that are happening that it's like your whole body is getting a complete rewiring, a complete training on really how to, you know, what leadership looks like and how to be, um, how to be able to generate opportunities and spot resources. And it sort of happens under the radar because it happens under the guise of, oh, it's just a playful board game, right? Yeah. But we can go deep so quickly because people let their guard down and they just sort of play the game. And, um, and, uh, What's amazing is, you know, it's, it's facilitated by us so we can really see how people playing. And, you know, what's always funny, always funny is people will literally say within five minutes, oh, my God, this game is literally the mirror of my life. I don't have money in the game. I don't have money in real life or I'm stuck in my life. I'm stuck in the game. Yeah. And um, so it's really fun because the game meets people where they are. And it's a good way to reflect and see in real time what works and what doesn't work very, very quickly. Right. And um, um, so that's really the power of game-based learning is it really, it, it, it rewires the brain. In other words, Tayo, look, you speak to entrepreneurs all over the world, right? I think that one of the biggest issues with entrepreneurs, <clears throat> um, well, not with entrepreneurs, but with the trajectory of entrepreneurs is many of them fail in the very beginning very quickly. And unfortunately, therefore they go to quote unquote, get a safe job or to go do something safe, quote unquote, like, like there's a reality called safe, which doesn't even exist by the way. But, um, but the reality is, is that if many of these entrepreneurs or if many of these people, uh, instead of failing in real life, basically played a game, a simulated game over and over again where they failed in the game, by the time they actually showed up in their real life to go do something, 
They'd already have gotten all the failure out of the way. Now they could just show up and succeed and succeed and succeed. So it's a very powerful sort of, uh, it's almost like the matrix. You know, you go inside the matrix to learn Kung Fu and you go out back in real life and then you're a Kung Fu master. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I love it. I love it. And I I think there's so much to the gamification of life. And for those listeners, is it freshbiz.com? Freshbiz.com? It's freshbizgame.com. Freshbizgame.com. And that's about changing the way you play life. So if you really want to learn about, you know, leveraging the power of game-based learning into your coaching business, I would... I'd recommend that you go you go check that out. So coaching, there I've noticed, and I'm sure you've noticed, there's been a, this boon of life coaches and coaching and speaking, and just everybody's a coach now. W- what do you see in the industry that needs to be done? Uh, because I feel like there's there are too many, and it's hard to get to the quality ones. Mm, I'm with you about that 100. percent It's um, it's it's challenging. I remember it was about 10, it was, no, actually it was 11 and a half years ago where I had my first coach. It was inside of the self-development program that I did. And I had never, ever heard of a coach before outside of athletics. Okay. Yeah. A basketball coach, exactly. a baseball coach. I get it. Right. Yeah. And all of a sudden it was like, Whoa, there's personal development. Co- there's life coaches and business coaches. And, um, for me, my coach was so, um, was, was really, was so awesome. His name is Dan. He was so big. What he did for me was just incredible. That that's where I got my passion of getting to the coaching industry also. Um, a few issues that have happened with the coaching industry. One, it's gotten so damn big where everybody, no matter who they are, calls themselves a coach. And um, some people call themselves a coach because they are a coach. And that's, that's positive because people, you know, people who really are in their essence a coach, I feel like are way more powerful and unfortunately, a lot of the coaches out there that just simply got some accreditation. In other words, they did it like getting a college diploma. I'm going to spend some money. I'm going to go online, take some course, pass some tests. And that means that I'm certified, even though I personally don't have a successful business and I personally haven't had any quote unquote success in my life. That means that now I'm qualified to train other people on how to be successful. So um, that's not everybody. That's a, a small percentage. But that percentage, it, it's a little disingenuous. It, it, you know, it doesn't come from a place of strength. And I, I get it. Somebody wants to earn an accreditation and then be able to just say, I'm a coach and I can go do stuff. Um, I think that another issue in the coaching world is that, unfortunately, there's, they, there's a lot of the same words. So a lot of people just use the same jargon. You know, hey, I'm going to help you have a transformation. I'm going to help you get to the next level. I'm going to help you be unstoppable. And, 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 and they really, like, these are the right words, but too many people say it that it winds up completely losing its actual meaning. It becomes some sort of, like, jargon, if you will. Um, so these are a lot of the issues, like you said, in the coaching world. At the same time, I'm a firm believer <laughs> in getting a coach and getting a mentor because, you know, in life, you're smart when you learn from your mistakes. But my goodness, if you can learn from someone else's mistakes and shorten learning curves and get somewhere way quicker, then holy cow, that's powerful. So um, I'm definitely about coaching, but it's really it's all about finding the right coaches. You're right about that. And yeah. Tayo, you know, I wish, I wish that there was like an easy answer that I could say about how to find the right coach. It definitely takes... You know, you got to do your homework. You got to check out uh, uh, the success stories. You got to check out clients and find out really what they got from it. So it's not just, you know, a pretty picture on a website, but it's a real person that literally took this person on for three to six months and really had an incredible ROI in many spectrums, not just money, but in their life. And um, so you got to do your homework like you do with everything else. I think that coaches are amazing. I think that we're going to have way more than we possibly can even handle. 
And I think it's the really the power of where the world is going that people really just want to help people. So it comes from a really beautiful place. <laughs> I'm really I'm really about that. You know, the business world used to be way more competitive where people wanted to kill people in business, not try and help them be more successful in business. Yeah. So it really comes from an awesome place. We just need to do our due diligence and research to find the right coaches and mentors to be in our life because I really believe that we can all benefit from one. Absolutely, absolutely. And and you're right. I do I do agree with the concept of coaching. I was just curious cuz uh, as a coach, I was I was wondering what you thought about this because I feel like every time I go on Facebook, I do see a lot of um, new coaches in new areas, and you know I, I'm very uh, interested in the best way to get to the best so that I can be the best version of myself. So, but like you said, it, it like with everything in life, it takes you doing your homework. Sometimes it's even trial and error, but sure. that should not discourage you from the concept of being coached because it does do um, a lot of great things to your business and your personal life for sure. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Definitely. So, so let's talk about stay on coaching and talk about taking it from small to national. You know, how can you turn your coaching business and you know from a local business into a national business with a great lifestyle? Mm, okay. Well, look, the 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 simplest and the best way, and of course, you know, this is this is really where I come in and, and our company, but but it's how we designed it. I mean, for the past six years running Freshbiz, look, we're at a place right now in 2017 where. We have close to 200 licensed trainers around the world that run our workshops and our experiences. And um, if you are a coach or you are a trainer out there and you are looking for something unique or different or a platform for you to be able to coach around that's very different, then that really literally is what we have right now available um, uh, with our company Freshbiz. I mean, this is literally what we're doing right now. We're, we're uh, basically for 2017, we've, we're we have partners in about 25 countries. Our game is in about 10 different languages. Uh, our book is coming out in the next week in Hebrew and two months in Spanish. We've got like a whole lot going on, but we really decided to dedicate our time this year to North America. So uh, we've been really blessed. We're attracting some of the most high-level coaches and trainers right now in North America who are basically being able to uh, uh, run our programs and run our trainings all over the place. So that's a really easy that's a really easy start, I would say, in terms of, you know, if someone's really looking to be able to build themselves up and give themselves a name is to just tap into what already works and have a proven platform that can work really nicely. Um, but in, a, in addition to that, I mean, um, to go from small to global, you just need to know that it's a mindset. It's a mindset. And the tools are all there to be able to make it happen. So I want to give you an example, Tayo, okay? Okay. Um, uh, Freshman's Game is run by me and my partner, Ronen. We have partners around the world. But we, by design, keep it a very, very, very lean business. We have no employees and we have no office space. Now, it's by design and it takes a lot, a lot of creativity to be able to go ahead and have all these activities happening around the globe, but have no employees and no office space by design. Now, to do that enables like a tremendous amount, just like you said, of really being uh, a global nomad, being able to travel and train. I took my wife and my three-year-old and my one-year-old uh, to Thailand for a month and a half. We just came back to Israel about two weeks ago. And it was just a, such an awesome experience living on the island of Koh Samoy for six weeks, basically being a digital nomad, basically working online on LinkedIn, having two or three really, really high-level conference calls every single evening, and then spending the entire day at the beach or the pool. And in, in order to do that, it, it just comes down to, one, you have to know it's possible, it's doable. And two, you got to really do the homework to see Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. What tools you can use to weave together to be able to create that sort of lifestyle. And I think that that's really important because a lot of people nowadays really want lifestyle. And it's not that it's a nice thing to have. It's actually the exact opposite from how it used to be in the sense that back in the day, 10, 20, 30 years ago, lifestyle is sort of whatever was left over when you weren't working that you had on the weekend, as opposed to the new entrepreneurs out there right now are the people who they build their whole life, starting with their lifestyle as a cornerstone, and then therefore they set up how they operate so that they can maintain this awesome lifestyle. And it's, you're allowed to do that. <laughs> it's awesome to do that. It's encouraged. <laughs> It's encouraged to do that. And I think it really just comes down to knowing that there's really, there's amazing tools out there. There's amazing programs, amazing funnels, amazing possibilities that as long as you really learn who you are and you learn what works the best, you can weave some of these tools together in a way that just really, really serves your life. So that's really, you know, for us right now, I'll just tell you that we basically uh, have a lot of tools around LinkedIn, and LinkedIn is our number one source right now for attracting partners, attracting workshops, attracting companies and experiences and things like that. And we have a lot of tools around that that really enable us to be able to really meet the best people possible, have the highest level calls with them, and really be able to close the deals and really uh, evolve our company. What, what, what can you share? I, mean, I imagine you have some proprietary uh strategies there with LinkedIn, but what, what is it that you can share for others who are thinking about using LinkedIn to, to generate leads that you can share? Yeah, sure. So I'll mention a couple of tools that we use, and then I'll also just give you just one important distinction that my friend Aaron Zakowski, who's a big Facebook marketer uh, out in California, shared with me, and I, I thought it was so good. He said, look, you know, one of the biggest issues is that people get confused between Facebook and LinkedIn like this. Facebook is only about content like really, it's about content. It's a little bit less about connections. It's very much about content. LinkedIn is really only primarily about connections and less about content. So if you go to LinkedIn hoping for content, you miss the boat. And if you're going to Facebook really just for the connections, you're also missing the boat. But if you understand that Facebook is like content first and then connections, and then LinkedIn is really only about connections, because unfortunately, their new interface is just, I am so unimpressive on so, so many levels. I don't... Well, <laughs> I, I don't want to go on a whole LinkedIn rant right now about how their platform is designed, but um, it's a really effective tool if you know who you want to be talking to. So that's what I'll say. And a couple of tools that we use that really serve us really nicely. Um, one of them, I mean, if you're an entrepreneur and you don't yet have time trade, I recommend it. It's literally $49 and uh, it'll help keep you so organized. I mean, people literally can just book calls with you and it just shows up in your Google calendar and you pretty much wake up to phone calls or you can coordinate. It's just a nice way so that you don't write things in different notebooks or papers or lose track of stuff. 
people are using Calendly. That's also really good. Um, second thing is, you know, if you're if you're a knowledge worker out there, okay, if you have a story to share, you have content to, to deliver. So we use um, uh, we use Webinar Jam, and um, man, that is such a good webinar delivery service. It's incredible. The analytics are phenomenal. You can keep uh, webinars evergreen. And it's just that's that's been one of the best things that we have as part of our funnel is uh, using EverWebinar, using a Webinar Jam basically to go ahead and to run our webinars on, to be able to speak to the right executive coaches and trainers out there. That's a great, great, great tool for sure. Um, and then I would just say in terms of for social media, you know, to keep things evergreen. Also, there's a good there's a good tool out there called Meet Edgar. It's very similar to Hootsuite or Buffer, um, and this is a good tool to be able to keep your Keep your content out there, uh, top of mind for people because yeah. you know it's very uh, that that really just pays dividends, really. Yeah, um, I love it. Those are some of the some of the main tools. I would just say one more thing, just to put this out there. There's a really cool tool called GPZ, and it's uh, some really sharp guys that are good programmers out in India that created this tool that allows you to really connect with the right people on LinkedIn uh, and pretty much automates a lot of that for you. So as long as you know who you are. And you know who you're talking to, as opposed to you investing your time and you know clicking on things. It pretty much does all the clicking for you, and you just have to show up powerfully for your conversations. That's also like a really good tool that we use too. Yeah, love it. And GPZ, I use Meet Edgar and Calendly that you mentioned. Time Trade, all these things are are great for sure in terms of keeping them evergreen, but also scheduling, um, you know, interviews and then you know creating content. You can use stuff like Webinar Jam, uh, which I've heard a lot of good things about. So. Sounds like you endorsed it. It's so good. It. Sounds like you endorsed yeah. it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, well, Simka, you're an author. You know, your book, The New Entrepreneur is Changing the Way You Play Life, you know, it was published by Wiley's. I am uh, very curious to learn about this book and what you're discussing in this book. Yeah, sure. So just, just a really funny story. This was about three years ago. Um, I've, I've been living in Israel at that point for seven years. My, my partner Ronan and I get an email from Wiley's saying, hey, we checked out what you're doing. We heard some really cool things. We'd love for you guys to write a book. And me and Ronan are like, okay, I wonder if these guys are based in Nigeria and they're just trying to like. Oh, you, know? you got to go there. You know I'm Nigerian, right? You know. <laughs> no, hey, hey, look, uh, tons of love and respect. But this was at the time when pretty much all these all these things were coming out of Nigeria in terms yeah. of like different yeah. uh, things. That, believe me, there's a lot of awesome people out there doing incredible work as entrepreneurs. But this was very much where people were getting all these Nigeria emails. Yeah. We're like, uh oh. And uh, we did some research. We're like, wow, no, they're 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 a really big publishing company. We're we're wow. How do they find us? You know, our website isn't like the most beautiful website. How do they get what we're doing? It's crazy, you know. Mm. And um, so I'm going to share with you one one distinction that we understood just from the, them asking us to write a book, which is pretty much uh, very much all in the new entrepreneurs, which is the new generation that we're living in right now, the new climate of business that we're in right now. It's fascinating and very different from before because 30 years ago, you only asked people to write a book when they were standing on top of the mountain after they finished their massive trek. And it's just sort of like, you know, Elon Musk looking back or Tony Robbins looking back or all these people looking back at their life after they've summited and the new entrepreneurs, um, there really is no summit because they they just love playing the game of life so much. It's just, it's all about writing from inside the journey. In other words, for us, like 
there's nowhere to get to. It's just we're going to keep playing bigger and bigger games in life. We'll be on bigger and bigger stages, but we'll never make it to some mountain, hang our flag, and then look back and write a book about it. That really much really is a new entrepreneurs. You know, the most passionate people out there, whether they're small business owners, they're solopreneurs, whatever, they're not looking to retire, <laughs> which was the greatest aspiration of our parents' generation and their parents' generation was to get to retirement. They love what they're doing. And that's really what the new entrepreneurs is about. It's the new entrepreneurs that are the game changers. They're the change agents out there that are really, man, holy cow, they're flipping the world around. They're creating new models. They're creating new products and new services. They're coming from a place of delivering authenticity and incredible experiences. Um, and the new entrepreneurs is basically a game-based pro approach to business and to life. And, um, there's a lot of authors out there that write books so that they can quote unquote establish credibility. I get that. A lot of authors out there that write books so that they can sell people a product or a service. I get that. For us, you know, we, we wrote the new entrepreneurs changing the way you play life. Literally just share an authentic message about how to play life in the smartest possible way you can. Um, because, you know, look, you can get lost in the trap of money out there, you know, uh, and uh, the trap that, you know, when you have more money or when you have more of this, you're going to be happier and better and all that stuff. But the new entrepreneurs are multidimensional. So money is just one more facet that they would like to have for their journey. They don't want to do it just for the sake of money. It's not like Monopoly where whoever makes the most money wins. Money is a resource or a tool right. to be able to live a better life, to be able to do more, to be able to impact more. So the book is really all about sort of sharing with people the different currencies of life. You know, you have the currency. We call it action cards in FreshBiz. You know, what are your action cards? Action cards are your skills, your tools, your knowledge, your connections. These are all resources. You know, Tayo, these are all currencies that people have that are, that are there's so many alternative currencies that you could use to win the game that you're playing. Money is just one of them. Money is just one of a sea of billions of currencies out there when you think in terms of understanding what that looks like. So we talk a lot about game metaphors of rolling the die and what that looks like in life. And we have a saying in FreshBiz, which is, you know, if you're ever at a place in life where you need to roll a six, right, you gotta, you, you got to nail this or you need this, you got to just, you need a six to be able to go forward in life, you could roll a thousand dice. And you think about what that actually looks like in real life, you know, you can reach out to a thousand people by simply tweeting something. You reach out to a thousand people with no energy just by updating your status and you'll have a place to stay or you'll have a recommendation on a restaurant or you'll have a job offer and things like that. This is unheard of. So... We go a lot into the entrepreneurial mindset of what that looks like, and we take sort of the game, uh, the game metaphors to give people ways to be able to play a, a smarter game in life. All right. All right. I love it. And how can listeners get the first four chapters as well as get the book? Sure. So uh, the new entrepreneurs with a Z at the end, first of all, it's available for sure online on Amazon and on Kindle and all that good stuff. You can go to our website, freshbizgame.com, and um, we actually have uh, the best price that you could find online is through our website. Um, if you just want a little taste, so uh, and you live in North America, all you need to do is just simply text four four one four four and write book, and I'll send you the first four chapters of the book for free. So you literally just text four four one four four and you just type in B O O K book, and I'll just send you the first four chapters of the book right away. Oh, love it, love it, love it, and um, yeah, I'll definitely put that in the show notes, and and you know, I'll get that information for Simka if if um if you prefer to read it that way. What about the uh, the gaming experience? I feel like you're off. You remember you saying you're offering the audience something else about uh, the gaming experience? 
Yeah, sure. So whether you're an entrepreneur or you run a big corporation, you're chief learning officer, training officer, whatever, but you're really looking to go ahead and to bring something innovative to your company to develop a whole new culture around it. So all you got to do, simply go to our website, freshbizgame.com, literally just mention that you heard about this from Tyo's show. Just write in T-A-Y-O, that's it, and we'll give you 15% off anything and everything you do with us for 2017. Well, well, hey, it's very generous of you. I'm really, really excited to, to get this stuff out there. But before we close, there is something that I've been uh, seeing as a common thread in everything you've been talking about, and that's the whole idea of innovation and creativity. I, I wonder if you can give some actionable tips and ways companies can hack innovation and creativity in their culture so that they can unlock success. So um, that's a great question. And I can give, uh, I want to give you a few real life examples. And then yeah. this way we can go ahead and we can process and we can take away the insights from it. Each person can take it away, you know, in their own way. Um, uh, about three months ago, we ran a four-day FreshBiz experience in Amsterdam. We took about 30 entrepreneurs from, uh, from Israel to Amsterdam through an incredible experience. And it was there that I had the fortune of walking into a shop in, in Amsterdam of an incredible entrepreneur, this like really cool uh, girl named Vera, and she runs a bakery. And you need to check this out. At her bakery, she sells one thing, one chocolate-infused cookie. Wow. Nothing else is in there. She doesn't have many cookies. She doesn't have all different types. She just sells one cookie. She's and, and, and I spoke to her about it. I go, you're really fascinating. Who the heck would ever have the balls to open up a bakery that sells one cookie? How do you do that? <laughs> and she goes, I know that this is the best chocolate cookie. I'm not looking at a franchise. I love what I do. She told me, she goes, every day I make 500 cookies. And when I sell out, I close my shop for the day. And sometimes I sell out at 12 o'clock at noon and I just take the rest of the day off. And then on the weekends, I make double, I make a thousand cookies. And when I'm done, I close my shop for the day. And I learned so much from that because what it really taught me is it taught me the idea, man, if you're an entrepreneur and you have just such an innovator, there's such a unique product or service that you know is just so good, don't, don't focus on making anything else. Just focus on that one thing and drill it down so deep and really build a lifestyle around it. And it was such a powerful lesson, man, just from, from this one girl, Vera. Uh, and by the way, if you type in best chocolate cookie in Amsterdam, you can see her shop. It's called like Van Dijsterdoffen or something like that. Um, the second example I'll give you is literally my, my uh, partner, Ronen. Uh, his son just turned 17, and that means that he can get his license and drive. Right. Now, exciting for his son, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, uh, no, exciting for the parents too. But, you know, when you think about the world of insurance – Really, nothing has changed so much in the world of insurance, let's say. And my partner, Ronan, was telling me something. And this is such a great story of innovation inside companies. Basically, how, how does it work in Israel, for example? Well, when a 17-year-old gets their license, you have to insure them, and that costs 4,000 shekels, basically an additional $1,000 on top of your policy. And that's per car. So if you have two cars, you pay $2,000. If you have three cars, you pay $3,000. Now, what's crazy is what happens in Israel at age 17 is that's when almost the whole country goes to the army. So essentially, you know, you're basically paying a ton of money on someone who's not even going to really so much take advantage of it. So if you think about it, and most people don't think about it, but if you think about it, it's so crazy to spend, let's say, for example, in Ronen's case, $2,000 for a 17-year-old to be able to drive when, let's say, his 17-year-old is only going to use the car one week out of every month. When some guy that's driving, let's say, 500 kilometers every single day pays the same thing. How does that make sense? 
So there's an insurance company in Israel called Phoenix. And Phoenix came out with this really innovative model where they said, you know what? As opposed to paying for a period, like, you know, as opposed to paying for the whole year, it's sort of like a subscription model. They basically give you an app and you basically buy kilometers. And essentially, uh, you know, it's basically it's 1,500 shekels or like $400 for 1,500 kilometers. And you just simply turn on the app when you're driving. When you're done driving, you turn off the app. And by buying these smaller bite-sized packages, it makes it so much more affordable. It's actually insurance, car insurance, that literally makes sense. And here's the best part. In order for Renan to get that type of insurance for his son, he and his wife have to transfer over, of course, their car insurance to Phoenix. So it's just such such an innovative model. You know, whoever thought to recreate car insurance, but someone actually did. And it makes so much sense that they're recruiting so much business because it's such a smart policy of how they change things around. And um, so that's just a couple of examples or stories, I think, that re- really, you know, just represent some good ideas around around uh, innovation and about really trusting yourself to be able to deliver something really good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, ladies and gentlemen, you can learn how to hack innovation and creativity by by one, first of all, if you, cre- you believe that you created something really, really innovative, focus in that and, and really put you all into that. And then if if you feel like there's something that can be solved, even though it's in two, a 200 year industry, you can come up <laughs> with your own way to 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 just say, hey, this solves a problem that I've always had. And I'm sure that other people go through the same process. Everybody has kids that goes through uh, that that initiation into the driver's license and insurance and all that. So. Uh, thank you for sharing those stories. Those are those are real world examples that I'm sure many people can relate to for sure. Yeah, sure. I just want to add just one more thing. I think it really boils down to this, Ty. This is what we're talking about, which is when you really understand that life and business is a game, then you understand that you can hack it and you could change the rules and you could change the players. It's not just like you know, it's it's not created like like the earth was created. It's it's malleable. It's flexible. Mm. And I think it's really important to learn how to be able to go ahead and how to sort of really hack it like that and, and how to get smarter at playing that game. Yeah, yeah. You must really like The Matrix. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm a fan. I'm yeah, a fan. Yeah, I, I just just keep re- reminding myself of, of uh, Neo with that. Okay, so let's let's do rapid fire questions before we wrap, over, wrap up here. So you've traveled a lot since, I don't, know, since, I don't know, in the last 10 years, you've definitely traveled with your business and even more with Fresh Biz. Where is your favorite country in the world to be? My favorite country uh, has, has been Thailand so far. Thailand. Which country has the best food? Oh, man, that's such a good question. <laughs> oh, man. Italy has such good food. Uh, so does Israel. Israel has really good food, too. What is something about Israel that the world doesn't know about? Mm. Uh, that Israel operates like a gigantic family and that even though you know it might seem like there's a lot of uh like it's a very sort of middle eastern mentality yeah. uh people here are really beautiful really passionate really loving really deep and man they're so smart and creative it's amazing all right and what have you learned about yourself throughout throughout uh, throughout travel <laughs> throughout the whole travel experience um i've learned that travel is a great mind expander there's something to learn from every single culture from every single person from every single style and design of how people build everything. And I think of Jason Silva who says, you know, what we design designs us back. So it's really beautiful to really get designed back by seeing how a lot of these incredible structures and designs and people and clothing and textiles, all that different stuff around the world 
really plays a role in expanding our viewpoints. Absolutely. I love that. And I can say that absolutely is 100% true. That's been my experience as well. (laughs) Traveling has a funny way of humbling you and reminding you that the world is so much bigger than you you think it is. Exactly. And I love that. I love that so much. The question and the mission for this podcast is use your difference to make a difference. That's the basis of everything that I do. So, Simka, how do you use your difference to make a difference? Hmm. I use my difference to make a difference by being all in to every single thing I do. And, um, I'm just, you know, I'm laser focused. I I think of, you know, I speak to people all the time who, who they're sort of waiting for approval or they're waiting for something to then go all in. And I think that there's a lot of power to just, when you see something, just be all in. There's a lot of power and momentum that that creates, you know, not every single thing I do. I want to just say this upfront. Not every single thing I do or my company FreshBiz does, not everything works out, but it creates so much momentum. It creates so much, uh, really, there's so much movement that we wind up having peripheral successes along the way. And that's what I would say is just, you know, I'm all in. When I get laser focused, things absolutely happen. So wherever you're at in your life and your trajectory, really distill down who you are, what you're doing, and how to communicate that to people, and then get razor sharp. And just watch the momentum build around you. All right. There you go. Simco uses his difference to make a difference by really tapping into his inner superhero ability to use his laser, laser focus uh, to, <laughs> to, to expand his businesses and also help people around the world. I cannot tell you how happy I am that we finally got the schedule. This has been a very, very fun interview for me. It's just the story of an of, of, you know, entrepreneur from 20 years old who's gone on this life journey, went back to his roots in Israel, and in the process discovered how you can change the way you play life. I think it's I think it's so, so interesting. I'm very humbled that you took the time to uh, talk to this Nigerian that didn't con you. <laughs> this Nigerian. Hey, brother, I got nothing but love and respect. No, no, I, I know, I know. I, 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 it's always funny to me when, whenever, because people often think I'm African American, and I tell them Nigerian, they always go either one or two ways. Like, um, they clutch their credit cards in a, in a joking manner, like, "Hey, hey," oh, no. or, or they, they're like, "Oh, are you a prince?" But I always, I always find that interesting. But, um, so I, I like to, I like to, whenever I get the opportunity to turn it back around, I like to do it back to them. I'm like, all right, all right, I got you this time. <laughs> but, <laughs> Man, you're so cool. I love it. <laughs> but thank you so much. Where can we find out more about you and your, your company? Sure. So my name is Simcha, S-I-M-C-H-A. If you're wondering, it's a Hebrew uh, uh, name. It means happiness. And my last name is Gluck, G-L-U-C-K. I'm on Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn, Simcha Gluck on LinkedIn and Facebook. And of course, I'm on freshbizgame.com. And any way that we could help you and your culture play a better game of life, man, it's our pleasure. Awesome, awesome. We'll put that in the show notes. And ladies and gentlemen, till next week, use your difference to make a difference. You've just been listening to the As Told by Nomads podcast. For more ways to reach out to Tayo and to use your difference to make a difference, head over to www.tayoroxon.com. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 